1: Hello, I'm Peter Strachan. Welcome to this edition of the Stockhead Explorers podcast. Today, we are delighted to have James Fox with us. James is the Managing Director of PNX Minerals. Welcome to the podcast, James. Uh, Thank you,
0: Peter. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, James, uh, uh, PNX has taken up uh, the cudgels on an old gold mining and, and base metals exploration area in the north of the Northern Territory, and I remember uh, being up in Pine Creek and around Bachelor in the uh, the late 1980s when there was a bit of a gold rush around there. Uh, how how did uh, PNX end up with these assets, and and how long have you been uh, with uh, PNX?
0: Yes, yes. Look, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think the the Pine Creek region is uh, is obviously really well known for its uh, for its uh, gold mineralization and gold and various gold booms, as you said. Um, but I think that you know pretty much anybody, any sort of uh, geologist that's worth their salt has spent a little bit of time up in the Pine Creek region. So it's uh, it's good to hear that um, and that you were up there in the past as well. But um, but no, look, we um, we um, we completed a transaction with the predecessor of Kirkland Lake Gold, a company called Crocodile Gold, um, back in 2014 2015, um, where we acquired the uh, the, the Hayes Creek based metals deposits. Uh, Mount Bonnie and Iron Blow, which are zinc, gold, silver um, in mineral resources there, um, as well as earning into a 1,500, uh, just over 1,500 square kilometre exploration tenure um, up there as well. Um, And and since that period, um, I guess over the last sort of four or five years now, we've been working our way through the exploration project development uh, and and more recently been focusing on on the Fountainhead area, obviously, which is the, the focus of this conversation predominantly. Um, where um, where we acquired that from, from Kirkland Lake, in fact, um, in 2019. So just last year, we completed that transaction. Yes,
1: yeah, so the ore uh, the body, as stated, is uh, 2.6 million tonnes at 1.7 grams a tonne. There's quite a bit of that mineralisation which grades closer to and around 2 grams a tonne. But I think the focus uh, that the market has been seeing is uh, your... A drilling at Hayes Creek, uh, where 14 metres at 9.2 grams a tonne from just 17 metres depth, uh, and uh, 2 metres at uh, 48.58 grams a tonne within that intercept is, is really high grades of gold. You're getting an uh, ounce and a half in thin zones and um, a third of an ounce uh, in, in in wider zones. Uh What's the plan to follow up on that uh, that success you've had?
0: Yeah, look, so that's a, look, I mean, and that's a, you know, you know, very interesting development. We um, so so Fountainhead is actually part of the Hayes Creek project, um, and Fountainhead itself, the, the the historic mine, is split into into two areas um, that, that were mined by GBS Gold in, back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. And those two areas, one of which is the fountainhead anticline, so that's anticline-hosted sort of mineralisation, tends to be a little bit lower grade. You, you then have the uh, the tallyho load that sits oblique to uh, a fountainhead. And that's where we see some of these very high, um, albeit relatively narrow in some instances, but very high gold grades. And that, that mineralisation is, is typically uh, coarse and, uh, and nuggety, uh, and, and, and hence the reason why we see such... Um, you know such high grades over those relatively narrow widths, but also why obviously um, last week we uh, we published some information to the ASX as well where we'd identified uh, a number of instances of in, uh, visible gold in, in diamond core um, so I mean what did it, what it, I guess what it tells us is that um, the the fountain head um, anticline hosted mineralization is, is something to chase, and that 's sort of more bulk mining, lower grade. Um, opportunity, but the the, the high grade um, tallyho mineralisation that we're seeing really that is you know that has the potential to extend uh, at depth and, and and in fact remains open. So that's something definitely that we are um, we're keen to, to chase um, as as far as we can given the uh, given the access limitations that uh, that we have at the moment with uh, with COVID nineteen.
1: Yeah, indeed, and um, I remember my time uh, sort of banging around in Pine Creek. The uh, folded sediments, uh, the, the place where you'd find uh, big tonnages and higher grades, was actually in the uh, the nose of these folds. You know, the nose of, along the ridge of the anticline or the or the syncline.
0: Absolutely, you're completely correct there, and that's uh, essentially the same model that we're uh, that, that that we're using now, and and that Kirkland Lake and other. Um, explorers and, and, and prospective developers in the region um, uh, are using. So that's exactly the point is you get sort of saddle reef mineralisation. You also, you know, if you think of it, if you think of the, the, the rock as, as obviously the sediments originally as being flat lying, if you, if you then think of how those sediments get folded and twisted um, and, uh, you know, you get these accommodation spaces and these voids within the, uh, within the hinge, within the nose, um, if you will. And absolutely that's where you get these track points for for typically the uh, the, the high grade gold mineralisation.
1: Um, just recently the company was able to raise uh, cash at a premium to the uh, the then share price, which was uh, a good effort in the current market. Uh, and to what you've now got something in excess of two million dollars to pursue this project during the uh, dry season.
0: Yeah. Look, correct. So, um, so I mean, obviously, we'll be publishing our, our quarterly report, um, you know, in, in the not too distant future, which yes, will show our, our current cash balance in excess of two million um, uh, dollars. And, and look, absolutely, you know, we fantastic support from our existing substantial shareholders, um, both um, from Germany and from uh, France, that that really, um, you know, have been supporting us for a for a you know quite an extended period of time. Um, over not just the the Fountainhead Gold side of things, but also obviously the um, the prior base metals um, um, exploration and drilling that we were doing, um, and and you know to raise money at a, a premium in you know in any market is is, is a great outcome, but, uh, but but even more so uh, in, in in this market. Um, so really the you know where we're going to be uh, directing those funds. Um, primarily, they are um, being um, focus towards the, the government and the environmental approvals for, for the mining or the, the, the projected mining of, um, of the Fountainhead Gold Deposit um, to continue with the, uh, we've got a new mineral resource um, estimate, an update to the, uh, the, the mineral resource estimate that we published middle of last year. Uh, you know, as you talked about earlier, that 138,000 ounces at 1. 1.7 grams. Um, we've got an update um, coming out, should be in about four or five weeks. Um, which will be updated with the with the six thousand metres of RC drilling that we completed um, late last year and early this year. Um, the majority of those results have been have been published in the market. Some of which you um, you, you touched on earlier. Um, and then really, it's it's about um, getting all this information um, pulled together. All those technical studies informing um, you know feasibility. Um, that, that demonstrates whether it by um, whether it be via heat leach um, or, or another form of uh, gold leach, and again, you know, this will this will become clear during the feasibility um, um, outcome um, as to how we can um, you know maximize the you know the free cash and the revenue for for the company in the you know the shortest period and at you know and the lowest possible risk.
1: Yeah, the uh, I think often the uh the heap bleaches are sort of quick and dirty, if you like, uh but really it depends on how the metallurgy uh looks. The the tests you've done on normal sort of cyaniding look very good. You're getting high eighty percent to the sort of low nineties percent uh on different samples, so that would be good. But in a in a heap leach environment you should you'd be looking to try and and get a sort of sixty to seventy percent recovery. Is that the sort of target that you uh, that you be looking for?
0: Yeah. Look, I think look, I think that's fair. I mean, the um, so um, you know we, we, we're fortunate that because the um, the mine is has been mined previously, or at least in part, and processed through uh, the Union Reef CIL um, plants, um, as said, sort of two thousand eight, two thousand nineteen by GBS Gold. Um, it's it's given us a really good baseline of of, of test work. But also um, that the the majority of the gold, in fact, all of it from what we've seen is is free milling, Um, obviously sodium cyanide. um, um, The the, the rates for for dissolution are relatively low, which highlights um, very, very few deleterious elements or or impurities or what we call pregnant robbing Um, um, elements such as copper. So we we really don't have much of that in this ore body.
1: Just a bit of Um, silver.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of silver. So there's, you know, there's a couple of grams of silver, absolutely, and that's, um, you know, probably enough to pay the uh, the refining costs for the gold. But um, you know, we'll, we'll take that nonetheless. Um, uh, and and yes, you know, the difference between the main differences between heap leaching and a and a carbon in leach uh, milling and then carbon in leach, uh, as you quite rightly pointed out, the the heap leach is is sort of you know quick and dirty agricultural, um, if you will. Um, typically lower operating costs, um, lower ca- lower upfront capital cost, um, although, you know, typically you have a um, slightly lower recoveries and, and longer period of time with which to um, capture your gold or, or recover your gold, whereas the, you know, carbon and leach milling, um, slightly higher capital, slightly higher operating costs, um, but you typically get a 24 to 48-hour residence time um, and recoveries that that we would expect in this um, environment to be in the you know ninety three ninety four ninety five percent gold recovery
1: um so uh, james uh with the uh the union reef mill, which is uh, as you say owned by uh, kirkland lake they've uh, just closed that down so i'm I'm wondering if there's any opportunity there for you to to talk to them and to use it either as a um a toll milling facility, or even to buy it from them and and move it.
0: Yeah, look, I think that look, I think that's a very interesting, uh, no, very interesting observation. Uh, now, um, you know, I think the challenge is that um, that Fountainhead, on its own, albeit that it's you know two point six million tons plus of, of mineralisation, you know, we would need to to likely supplement that all um, with with a um, you know uh, additional resources to to justify. Um, you know, start off that mill on, on our own, now, you, know, I'm not, you know, clearly Kirkland and Lake, um, you know, have their own um, strategy um, and obviously they're facing, a, you know, a number of challenges as, as we all are in this environment. Um, you know, so, re, you know, regarding toll treating that, that material, um, I think absolutely that's worth, you know, it's worth pursuing and it's worth considering as we, you know, as we are, as you'd expect yeah um you know regarding the you know the the outright purchase of, of of an asset like that again you know i think that's something that's um it's absolutely worth considering um and and you know we we are looking at this behind closed doors so to speak but um, um but i wouldn't you know i wouldn't hang too much on to that you know it's a uh, um there's a lot of moving parts and, and for us to uh to, to manage something like that in the you know in the short to medium term which is really where we want to get um fountainhead monetized you know in the next six to you know, six to nine months. We would like to be seeing, um, you know, money flowing from Fountainhead. Yeah. I'm not sure whether whether you know the the, the larger transaction with Curtin Lake, if it even is on the table, would be would be manageable in that period.
1: Yeah, you'd need three or four times as much gold as you currently have in resources to sort of underpin that. Um, James, with the uh, the uh, logistics of the site now, the the pits at Tallyho and and Fountainhead are uh, full of water, would you uh, – the, the area that you'd be targeting for mineralisation for a heap leach, is that within those pits, would you have to dewater those pits or is it uh, adjacent to those pits?
0: No, you know, again, you know, really, really important question. Um, so, yes, the, the the remining of those pits would require dewatering. The majority of the mineralisation sits underneath the uh, the water level. Um, some of it sits um, along strike towards the you know towards the west northwest. Um, and that was, that would really be where we would looking we'd be looking at um, um, digging into the mineralization is over on that western side. Um, but fairly soon we would be we would be below the water table level and and, and yes we'd need to uh, need to dewater. So yeah, look, there's a there's a plan um, as you would expect, to to deal with that water. Um, So again, we're working with the the Northern Territory, uh, the NTEPA and and Department of uh, Primary Industry and Resources up there um, to to look to dewater those pits into an area to the north where there are some historic um, alluvial um, water catchment areas that we can use to um, store the water on site, um, which will allow us to obviously mine in a a dry area. Um, Some of that water will clearly evaporate. Um, the, uh, the Northern Territory actually has a uh, has a net negative water balance. Um, believe it or not, um, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that maybe uh, for three or four months of the year, but for the rest of the year, the year there's there's uh, dry and there's hot area. Loop. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Um, and so the, the expectation is that we would pump water from the pit, store the majority of it um, in the tailings area, or sorry, the, um, the area to the north from the from the historic alluvial workings and then we would we would evaporate uh, the balance over uh, over the period of mining.
1: Have the um, uh, yes, mining I mean, leases have the, the mining leases been maintained on those assets over those assets?
0: yep absolutely so uh, we, we have granted mining leases um, on those on those assets and they've been maintained they're in good standing they're uh, 100% owned by us uh, and so yes look absolutely that does um, obviously reduce um, by one factor. The um, you know the additional approval that is required we will still need to get a um, an authorised mine management plan, um, and uh, and and an environmental impact statement uh, to be approved, both of which we're, we're currently working on and aim to have um, submitted within the next few months.
1: Yeah, well, I mean it's a, it's it's not an insignificant target because if you can aim to recover even hundred thousand ounces through uh, heap leaching. And uh and you're getting say a thousand dollars an ounce margin if it's costing one thousand six hundred dollars, say, an ounce to produce it and current price is two thousand six hundred, that's a hundred million dollars of of cash flow for the company. And you can do a lot of damage on expiration on other projects with that uh cash flow.
0: Yeah, look, a- absolutely. And I think that's the um, you know, and I think that's again, you know, a very a very valid point and an important one to stress is that um, you know, there are You know, everybody would love obviously to be a significant producer of um, whether it be gold or or other metals. Um, But, you know, you can in particular in this environment with the gold price the way that we we see it not just now but obviously going forward as well, um, you know, relatively small deposits like this, you can make, um, you know, significant amounts of money that, that will obviously fund future development, future exploration, but will obviously also not... Continue to dilute uh, existing shareholders by uh, by having to raise money in a you know via equity in a in, in what is likely to be a you know a very challenging market still going forwards.
1: Yeah, and of course you're also sitting on the legacy Hayes Creek uh, zinc and uh, uh, silver project, and, and that probably requires a, a different zinc market environment. The zinc price, of course, has fallen about forty percent in the last couple of years, and uh, you know, Hayes Creek will sit there as, a, as an asset which will have its day at some point.
0: Precisely, precisely. And and, and not only is the, the zinc price taken a, a fairly large hit, is, is that uh, correspondingly the, uh, the zinc refining and treatment charges, um, you know, have, um, have have gone up quite considerably. And, of course, there's a, the, the double whammy that we get given the fact that those charges are in US dollars as well.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the, so uh, the-
0: you're absolutely right.
1: The uh, the project uh, the Port Pirie smelter went down for an extended period, and, and that put a bit of a squeeze on the uh, miners because there just wasn't enough capacity to take additional uh, zinc concentrate.
0: Correct, correct. And I think you know, for us as well, it's it's a you know we, we're protecting the in ground value, and I like to use that that phrase, but protecting the in ground value of the Hayes Creek project. You know, it's got a, it's got a finite mine life. And clearly, we would like to develop that uh, asset when, you know, not only metal prices are supportive, but we can we can maximise the, um, you know, the, the revenue from that.
1: Yeah, indeed. So, James, uh, just before we go, I think uh, the Explorers uh, podcast listeners very keen to get a little bit of a background on the, on the people running these their companies. Can you just tell us briefly uh, where you've come from and, and what your experience is in the mining industry?
0: So yes, look, um, you know I, I, you know I studied, uh, studied geology at university uh, quite a few years ago now, but um, um, you know I've worked uh, I've worked in Australia for a number of years, um, both obviously uh, at um, here at PNX. Prior to that, I was at um, uh, in the production uh, department over at um, Marin Nickel uh, Nickelaterite Project. You know I spent time at um, um, up with Nifty Copper Operation working on uh, copper flotation and copper heat leaching. Um, you know, I spent time over in East Africa again in in processing on a on a cobalt um, processing plant um, over in Uganda. So the majority, although I'm a geologist, I guess by degree, um, the majority of my uh, my professional life has been spent um, you know mineral processing, you know, with a, uh, across a number of different commodities. heat bleaching um, being one of the processing methods, flotation, um, both gold and and base metals. So and the majority of that in the in the production management side of things. So. Um, um, you know, I guess it's uh, you know having enough knowledge of each area to be uh, um, to, to be dangerous, um, but also uh, being able to um, I guess understand and, and appreciate the, the, the flow through of all of the um, you know the, the various um, disciplines, um, as I said, from geology through to uh, you know mineral processing and, and how it all fits together.
1: Yes, well, that's good. I think my background's in metallurgy and I think it's always good to have a geologist who knows where the money comes from and not just where the money is spent.
0: <laughs> so, No, I think well, that's a very valid point and that's, that's one of my favourite things is, is, is when the, you know, the geos come in and ask things, I say, well, you know, is it a nice to have or is it going to add value?
1: Yes, indeed. Well, James, thanks very much uh, for your time today. We'll look forward to catching up with you Uh, when you've got your new mineral resource out there and when you've got a few more holes drilled into this uh, very promising uh, hit at Fountainhead. And I think in uh, four to six months time, there's going to be a a very interesting story to be told there. So thanks, James, for coming in today.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Well, uh, lovely talking to you, Peter. Thanks very much for your time. and, uh, And thank you to all the listeners as well.